See, you don't want them working for you if working for you is not congruent with what they want for their lives at this stage of their lives. And now imagine this, everyone working for you was doing things for you that they believe were really important for their own lives, really fulfilling and meaningful. I think we pretty much have it at the law firm, and I can tell you it's a very powerful position to be in. Welcome to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, the show where we ask the questions, why aren't more lawyers living flourishing lives and inspiring others? And can you really get wealthy while doing only the work you love with people you like? Many lawyers are. Get ready to hear from your host, Ben Glass, the founder of the law firm Ben Glass Law in Fairfax, Virginia, and Great Legal Marketing, an organization that helps good people succeed by coaching, inspiring, and supporting law firm owners. Join us for today's conversation. Hey, everyone. This is Ben Glass, and welcome back to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast. Just wanted to put out a short episode here. We are about 20 days to our Great Legal Marketing Summit, which starts October 12 down in Orlando. But between now and then, my son, Brian, our marketing director, Lauren, and I are heading down to Orlando in the next couple of days for Russell Brunson's Funnel Hacking Live event. So we'll be there through the rest of the week. I first attended Funnel Hacking Live a couple of years ago when it was virtual. And then last year I went to the live event and it's a really tremendous production. So it's valuable not only because of the marketing information there and the business building information, but the whole spirit and energy of being in a room full of entrepreneurs is just tremendous. We're also deep at work finalizing our own Great Legal Marketing Summit. You can go to glmsummit.com to see if there's any tickets left by the time you hear this broadcast. I also published the Supreme Court of Virginia Oral Argument podcast. And recently, because the Virginia Supreme Court doesn't have a lot of work to do after we expanded our Court of Appeals, we have launched the Virginia Court of Appeals Oral Argument podcast. I mentioned that not because you might be interested in listening to oral arguments in Virginia, unless you are one of our Virginia attorney fans. But this is a really simple and easy project to do in your own state. Most states now have recordings of the oral argument. These are in the public domain, so there can be no restriction on their use. And if you go and publish the podcast for your state, the podcast of the Arizona Supreme Court, for example, it's highly unlikely that someone else is going to come behind you and create their own podcast. And of course, we embed ads for the law firm inside the podcast. You can go, you can find ours, you can check it out. And then today, it's really easy to start a podcast, farm out some of the customized podcast covers and voiceovers and things like that, and take a position in the marketplace. Okay, so last week, we had our Ben Glass Law quarterly meeting. This is an all-day meeting run by our EOS, that's Entrepreneur Operating System Coach, we come into the Ben Glass Law Training Center and our leadership team sets rocks or goals for the next 90 days. We revisit the annual, the three-year and the five-year goals that we set, although most of those discussions take place at our annual two-day offsite retreat, which this time will be in January in 2024. The day before the meeting, we had an extended meeting just preparing for the all-day meeting. And to prepare, we went around the room and we asked ourselves, like, what's next? We've done really well over the last couple of years, doubling our revenue, improving the people on the bus here, getting them all in the right seats, getting our processes down even better than they were before, farming out a lot of work that we are just not interested in doing, in some cases, hiring out-of-country VAs to help us and to help our processes so that we can deliver the very best client experience possible. 
that is our differentiator in the market. There are plenty of good lawyers, and certainly there are better personal injury lawyers than we are. Of course, I always have to say here, this is not an excuse to be a bad lawyer. You need to be the best lawyer that you can, but it's always been our position that being the best lawyer is not a marketing advantage. No one is really bigger in our region in the ERISA long-term disability space, but we work really hard in providing the best customer experience possible. So our discussion last week at the quarterly was, do we want to double revenue again? And if so, what's that going to take? Are we really willing to do the work necessary to get to that next level? And to get there, Brian and I led the discussion with the leadership team about what we, Brian and I, want to get out of the business. And our leadership team asked us a lot of questions. And when we first started having those discussions, I thought it would be hard to tell the team, look, this is what I want out of my life. This is what Ben is heading for. This is what Brian is heading for. This is my primary motivation for running the law firm. Because that all can sound selfish, can't it? I was afraid that the leadership team would say, okay, that's cool, but what about us? And then I was afraid that the what about us question would lead to a really negative vibe in the room. But those fears don't exist anymore, at least not too much. See, the leadership team knows that we, that is Brian and I, have a central mantra to our life. We live by this and we teach it to our entire team, not just the leadership team, but everyone who's here. And that's this, that everyone must do some deep thinking for to ask, what do I want to get out of my life? As we were going through our quarterly meeting last week, Brian got a text. We don't usually get texts or emails during the meeting, but this was important because he found out that one of his clients who'd been in an accident about six days prior had passed away. He was a principal at a high school near us and he had a great life and he left a family and it really caused us to pause. I mean, it was so apropos actually that this text came in while we were talking about what we want to get out of life because it caused us to pause and to say, you just never know when that day will come when you leave your house with plans and maybe you never come back again. It was actually pretty sad and it took us out of our rhythm for a little bit that day. But here's the deal. Going back to the question, everyone has to do this deep thinking to ask themselves, what do I want to get out of my life? That has to be the primary. And as a leader, you cannot make great leadership decisions without knowing that answer for yourself. Equally important is that we leaders must believe this is mandatory for our employee team members to answer. Equally important is that we leaders must believe that it is mandatory that our team members ask and answer this question for themselves. See, you don't want them working for you if working for you is not congruent with what they want for their lives at this stage of their lives. And now imagine this, everyone working for you was doing things for you that they believe were really important for their own lives, really fulfilling and meaningful. I think we pretty much have it at the law firm, and I can tell you it's a very powerful position to be in. But they have to believe it when you say, as Brian and I do over and over again, that we believe that work is a force for good and that you must continually seek out work that brings energy to your life. That makes for the best you possible. Leave nothing behind. So now when Brian and I are pressed by our coaches and then our own leadership team to clearly articulate our own vision, it just makes it all that much easier for the others on our team to decide, do I want to be on this train or not? See, it's okay if they say they don't want to be on the train. In fact, it's good if they say they don't want to be on the train so, they, so that there's no ambiguity about this. Now, the team that we have now, they're all in. 
Of course, this will change, and of course, it has changed in the past. The problem with most law firm owners is that we are way too slow to both figure out that this is the right philosophy to live by and then to execute on that philosophy. We end up tolerating people who aren't the right culture fit for our firms, often because they are really good at something or we, re- or we really do like them. But that's not good enough. If the alignment towards your vision and their alignment toward their own visions are off kilter, it just doesn't work as well. And I can tell you that it can be better. You know that. Let me say that again. You know that. We all know it. But being humans, we are slow to disrupt the status quo in our businesses. I've been there and so have you. So here's exactly where Brian and I are with this. And this is how we do it at Ben Glass Law. A couple of years ago, we sat down to think about why do we really do this? What is our core purpose? And we bantered around sort of typical plaintiff's purposes, such as to get justice, to fight the insurance companies, to get the most money that people deserve. And we said, ah, there's another level to this. That's not really why we're in business. I mean, we're good at it. We do that. But there's a hundred other things Brian and I could be doing, frankly. And what we landed on is this. Our law firm, Ben Glass Law, exists to build a great business where people can thrive. Building a great business is the primary. And we're really clear about it. Now, your reasons for running your law practice can be different, but it's really important that you, the owner, have a crystal clear clarity about your personal why. And it's critical that your leadership team and employees have total buy-in as to this, as to your personal why and how they fit on that train. Everyone rowing in the right direction. If they don't buy into your vision, they have to move on. If you have not clearly articulated your vision to them, either out of fear or because you really don't have a vision, then shame on you. Look, there's a ton more at this point, and I'm going to be talking about it a lot at our summit in just a couple of weeks. Let me just get to the second point. After every quarterly meeting, we have an all-hands-on-deck business meeting and then some fun event. And at our last meeting, I told the team, the whole team, that there are four classes of people for whom our business is designed to help thrive. First class, all of the individuals who work here. If Ben Glass Law is not providing for you the things that will help you live your best life, we tell them, usually financial and emotional security, then you do yourself and us no good by sticking around. Staying at a place when you're not able to thrive limits everyone at the firm. Number two, all of our team members' families. If working at Ben Glass Law is a strain to your family, either because you aren't making the money you need to make, or you're taking home a toxic mess at the end of each day, then this isn't a place for you. It's a place where our clients will thrive. This is deliberately number three on the list. Clients are replaceable if they're not a good fit. Good marketing allows us that luxury. For us, it's really important that we be more than good lawyers. There are plenty of good lawyers out there, and we fully recognize that. There are a few firms that deliver customer service to the level that we do. We want our clients' lives to thrive on many different levels as they deal with us. And finally, the community. We are a breath of fresh air in a sea of negativity. That is our DNA. This part is easy for us, for Brian and I, and the opportunities are endless. Trust me, you could find this in your city or town. It's one of the reasons we're invested so much in our training center, for example, that allows for community use well beyond what you would expect a normal law firm to be engaged in. Let me end with this as I pack it up to head to Orlando. None of what we do is easy. I get it. Most of the attorney world spends zero time talking about or thinking about these topics. If you listen to this podcast, you probably do, or you want to. 
or you want to learn how to do it better. That puts you in the top 1% of all solo and small firm lawyers in the country because most everyone else is not doing this work. And I will tell you this and I will guarantee you this. When you get this figured out, your life becomes better. When your life is better, your family's life is better. When your life and your family's life is better and your team members' lives are better, your clients will be well served. And after all, isn't that what we're doing? Is serving our clients? It's just so hard when any part of this is dysfunctional. When the financial or the emotional issues are so big that they affect client care, that's when lawyers go bad. Hopefully this is interesting. We're going to have a great time in Orlando, our two trips to Orlando in about three weeks total. Looking forward to seeing those of you who will be there. If you're listening to this and you're not a member, be on the lookout for a neat new program that we're introducing in Orlando, and we'll have information for you as soon as we get back. All right. Talk to you later. If you like what you just heard on the Renegade Lawyer podcast, you may be a perfect fit for the great legal marketing community. Law firm owners across the country are becoming heroes to their families and icons in their communities. They've gone renegade by rejecting the status quo of the legal profession so they can deliver high quality legal services coupled with top notch customer service to clients who pay, stay, and refer. Learn more at greatlegalmarketing.com. That's greatlegalmarketing.com.